This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Away by James Perch, picked up though again by uh, the Valiants. They're desperate for that full-time whistle to go. Holding it up is Tom Pett, the captain, who will lift the trophy in a moment. And there's the full-time whistle. It's Paul Vale who will promote it to Skybet League One and Mansfield Town, who spent yet another season in Skybet League Two. That was the moment back in May when promotion slipped away. The moment we felt the dark cloud of disappointment and the heaviness of heartbreak upon us once more. As the kickoff to the new season draws near, we must remember that it's in our darkest moments that we must focus in order to see the light. Nigel Clough and the boys are back in training, ready to give it another go. And as we officially kick off Series 6 of the podcast, tonight we're asking if the weight of expectation is going to help or hinder us as we go once more with feeling. We'll take a look at the shape of the squad and ahead of pre-season games with Retford and Matlock this week, try to focus on the future and restoke the fires of excitement fuelled by the words of our ginger lord, master and legend, Mr Stephen Quinn. You could sense the atmosphere between the players, you know, the staff, the fans, that connection. If you're going to do anything in the game, that, that's what you need. They're a massive part of it and, you know, I've really loved my time here so far. And I just want to kick on, I want to get this club to League One. It's it's something I have a, like a burning desire for. I, I don't know what it is. I'm, yeah, I'm getting older, but I just uh, I feel like a kid and I, I really want to get this club, you know, up the divisions. Plus, as always, we'll welcome your comments, questions and opinions in the live feed. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. We're back. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Here we go again, then. And welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Great to be back with you again. If you're a first-time viewer or first-time listener to the Mansfield Matters podcast, my name is Craig Priest. Alongside me, Cam Felton. We'll come to him in a second. There are five of us that do this podcast, talking all things Mansfield Town. Win, lose, draw, promoted, not promoted. You know how it works. They are, in no particular order... One who's not here, his name is Nathan Edge. He's been a founding member of the podcast tonight. He's watching the entire rerun 
of Neighbours from start to finish, so he can't be with us. He will be with us in future weeks, though. Another man who is always with us is this man. You may recognise his voice more than his face. His accident-prone Al, or, as we like to say in the business, his bark is worse than his bite. Good evening, Mr Wilson. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, everybody. We'll come to why his bark's worse than bite later, <laughs> later on. Another man who is very opinionated, and we like it, and is the oldest member of the, the podcast crew, the man who brings sense, wisdom... No, that's me. It's Clive. How are you, mate? You, you okay? Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah, his internet's working. His Woo! internet's finally working. And, of course, the man across uh, from me, this man right here, the man who wants to sit in the presenter's seat, wants to produce the show, wants to present the show, wants to take it all on, so much so that he's decided to come to my house tonight in a bid to force me out of the presenter's chair. It's Cam Felton, how are you? Hey, I've even done a graphic for you this week. So, I've literally done everything in this podcast now. You will only take this show when I'm ill, and that only happened once last, last season. I'll tell in you the, what, it was in the, wor- in the si- five, six years that we've done this now. This is series six, Oh, yeah. six years. I do apologise if you've stuck with us through those six years, because it's been a, a massive shambles, but... Yeah, nothing ever changes. There no, we go, no, nothing true. ever changes. As always, the whole point of the Mansfield Matters podcast is for you guys to have your say on your team. That's why we broadcast it live every single week for you to come and have your say. Anything you want to say, questions, comments, opinions, get them all in the live feed and we may just read some of them out uh, later later on in the show for you. I've got to apologise. I'm a little bit gassy because I've had a can of cherry aid. I uh, should never have done that. Um, we'll get through all of that later on um, as we dis- discuss some discussion points and other bits and bobs. Basically, there's no set format to this. We just talk Mansfield Town for about an hour-ish. Ish. And that's where we'll start. And we'll, f- First of all, um, we'll start by clearing up uh, why we said that Alan Wilson's box worse than his bite. We'll get the formalities out of the way. <laughs> are you all right, Alan? You're not going to start like barking halfway through this, are you all? If you see foaming at the mouth, no, I hope not, Craig. I think I should be all right now. I've been to work today. I've been a brave soldier, so I should be okay. He was bitten by a dog yesterday. as around as a bin. I'm right in thinking it was a dog in injury. Yeah. Moving on. Yes, thank you, thank you, Clive. Moving on. And that is the top level banter that you're going to get on this show throughout the course of the next season. Let's kick things off then. Myself, Clive, and Cam. Did a podcast, uh, an audio podcast, a couple of weeks ago, uh, pre pre season after um, after Nigel Clough did his first interview in a while, just to sort of talk how we were feeling. We were talking then, Alan, specifically about whether or not we were over the heartbreak of Wembley. So we'll put the question to you. The boys are back in training. There's a pre season game taking place on Saturday afternoon. We're all ready to go again. Are you over it? Yeah. <laughs> it didn't take me long to get over it because, like I said before, Craig, on this podcast, I used to get really down, you know, each time we lost. But at the end of the day, it's a football game. There were two teams playing. They were better than us on the day. They worked out their strategies, you know, over what we did in the semi final over both legs. We played to our strength then. They played to their strength in the final. And you've just got to, you know, hold your hands up and give them credit. Yeah, but I'm ready to go again like I am every season. Alan, does it help knowing the fact that you could get over it so quickly because you didn't actually go to the final? <laughs> <laughs> no, not particularly. 
No, <laughs> I, was, I was there in spirit and I was there sat in a massive cinema room in uh, Corton, which is near Norfolk. Is it? No, Suffolk, sorry. Suffolk. And there was only me and my wife sat watching it. It was a massive room. I mean, anywhere you go, people just go, you know, above and beyond for the cause of watching <laughs> Mansfield Town. As Craig says in the comments, though, Clive, no good dwelling on Wembley. The journey starts again on Saturday. And I firmly believe that, you know, the journey actually started last Friday, the minute the players walked back through the door. Yeah, what's gone has gone. We move on. The, uh, the excitement that's, um, that I'm experiencing in anticipation of the season in front of us is obviously fairly well shared, judging by the season ticket sales. Yeah, over 4,000 sold. And let's come to... Uh, our first point tonight from Jamie, who says, great backing from the fans this season, selling over 4,000 season tickets. It's going to be hard to get away tickets this season. <laughs> um, I think it, it shows how important that online ticketing system is going to be, Cam. Could you imagine if that wasn't, in fact, and there was the queues of 4,000 season ticket holders around the ground getting a ticket for 90 hours like we had last year? Oh, it doesn't make a difference. You can't get away tickets on there, can you? You will be able to get away tickets on oh, there. So, so I'm glad to leave. That's going to save me then. Um, I don't fancy travelling from Rotherham every time we're going away somewhere. At least I, I'm sure that's what I'm led to believe, Alan, that that will be the case. I'm sure we'll get some proper clarification, but I'm sure that's the whole point of this ticketing system, to make it easier for home and away tickets. I'm just saying, well, I've seen people, uh, you know, on the internet and whatever, saying social media, saying just how simple it is. I think Clive's one of them. I'm sure he'll be able to elaborate on uh, how easy it is. Yeah, it's a piece of cake compared to the rubbish we're having to put with in recent seasons. The the thing is, you set up an account for yourself, and once you've you, your account is logged, you are in a status, whether it be season ticket holder, senior, whatever it is. And so the next time you do anything in the form of ticket, detail appropriate ticket now season clearly will get will get the priority for any tickets where there's likely to be a shortage and there are going to be some away games where we're going to be uh, clamoring for seats because there's just not enough away uh, away fans space in the ground and there are going to be those others where it's a more typical away following you know the, the colchesters of the world so it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm glad I'm a season ticket holder, but even then, you're going to have to be quick on the keyboard, I think, for some fixtures. Yeah, you certainly are. But I think the new ticketing system will make it simpler. I think the way I foresee it working, I mean, I could be completely wrong. I'm sure the club will give us further clarification when the away games start coming in. Is that at the moment, like it is for the pre-season friendly, your seat is, is held for a week in your reservations and then you turn that reservation into a sale which is really, really simple. I yeah. presume it will probably do a similar for, for the away games. You'll probably get a shorter time. You'll probably get two or three days to turn that into a ticket. First of course, it, first it, won't be a, it won't be a precise seat for an away game. It'll just be a seat. It won't be your seat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Paul says the wife has had her first season ticket, so I've got her at home full-time and now at football. Oh, well. Uh, would like to see some more new faces, hopefully, as well. Uh, Roy says, I'm gutted I can only get to the night matches this season, but I will be there in spirit. I managed to get a place uh, uh, with Team Sheffield in fishing. Well, well done uh, to you. I think uh, one thing that, you know, we talk about the season ticket sales, Cam, 4,000, you know, we keep seeing the updates after updates. What do you put it down to? For me, personally, I think it's a mixture 
of the fact it is now so simple to get a season ticket, but also the momentum which we've carried from la- from the last season and a bit. Yeah, I mean, steadily over the years that since, I mean, can't I, I wouldn't really count the conference winning season because you just jump on the bandwagon. I'm not saying fans do, but notoriously we were getting three and a half thousand at the start of that season. By the end of the season, we were getting 7,000 week in, week out. But it's like just the town of Mansfield is like fully galvanised. I knew you were going to do that. And they've just got behind the team. You could see good things are happening at the club and you don't, you really don't have to look hard to find something good at the club now. You can go on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. You can even read the Chad newspaper. Once you've got through all the adverts. Oh, once you've got all three adverts. Or buy a physical copy. Do you um, still do physical copies? Yeah. But wow. still, the point is, it's not all doom and gloom about Mansfield now. There's actually positive things going off at the club. We've got a good academy. We've got a, a relatively OK women's team. If anyone knows, obviously I work for Chesterfield. I'm not going to slag anyone. Why off. have you just swore in my house? Nah, 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 nah. So I'm not going to say they're brilliant because I want to win the league. But point is, we've got so much good about Mansfield now, and it just seems that the ticket sales have just gone up and up because things have just been getting better. And I think the only thing that probably lets down the club now is probably the ground. Maybe not necessarily the ground itself, but just like. Thing, individual little things little in the snippets. ground yeah, that snippets. just improve season upon season but it just seems that we've got the infrastructure right off the pitch we've got the training out, we've got the academy we've got the women's team, we've got all these different things, the hospitality the functions, it just, we now need to translate that into things on the pitch but we can't do that without the ticket sales because the club need the money. Uh, Melvin says on tickets for away games, should be a fair system for away tickets on how long you've been a season ticket holder um, yeah, I can, um, I can see that. I think it would be difficult to implement in the short term. I think, like we, we've said, for everything regarding this new ticket system, give it time. I'm sure David Sharp will be working on a, a way to, to try and do that and uh, to try and uh, uh, sort that out. Alan, let's go back to season ticket sales. You know, you've heard Cam's views there. What do you think it is? Why do you think that Mansfield have surpassed this 4,000 season ticket sale mark and you know, putting us in this good position to get very good crowds at home next season? I would put it down to three things personally, Craig. I think number one, Nigel Clough and how well he's done. Number two, the end of last season, you know, when we went on the massive run and everybody, the crowd, everybody was together. And three, I would also put it down to spending power because people who buy season tickets... You know, you can miss a few games and you're still not going to lose money. I know it's a big layout, you know, initial layout to 375 or whatever it is. But you add, you know, the 23, 24, 25 pound a match adds up and you go to 23 games. I think it's a big saving. And I think people have realised that. And if they could, you know, they've got on board with it and uh, spent the money wisely. Apologies, by the way, if you can hear an occasional knocking. Um, that's the, the the ladies in the in the in the house throwing the ball for the dog to keep, get, the, ba- to to keep, keep the, baby the baby quiet. <laughs> so there you go. Um, Jody says we've sold lots of season tickets because we're all excited. Absolutely. Um, I want to come to another thing uh, about season tickets, though, Clive. And 
it's what it brings. You know, 4,000 sold, which is excellent. Really great to see that money going into the club. It shows that, you know, the fans that are backing it this season. But with that comes a weight of expectation, surely. There's, there are what, essentially double the amount of season ticket holders we've had on average for the last God knows how many years. That will carry some weight of expectation, surely. Of course, and I'm afraid that fans, especially Nouveau fans, will probably not be as patient as we'd like to think they should be. But I expect us to start this season with the sort of levels of performance and results that we had in the second season. And therefore, we should actually reinforce your support early on, I think. Um, but you're right, the more people that turn up for a Stags game, the more expectation. And historically, sadly to say, whenever there's been a bit, really big game, we've let ourselves down. But this is not a game, this is a season. So I'm not at all worried about that. But I think, um, as we obviously the, the sales so far have been as a result of the early bird offer, inevitably they'll slow down now. Um, but I expect if we if we start well, there'll be a clamp season tickets again toward the halfway to, point in the season so uh, this all, all, all are only ever satisfied that a season ticket is incredibly good if you come to every game um, um, and you, it even allows you to to lose a few games for the odd holiday or whatever and it's still better value than buying your ticket on a match by match basis but uh, the only criticism I've heard about buying season tickets is that there isn't a, um, a, a payment option for people uh, uh, I guess the club isn't in a, isn't in a position to do that yeah not certainly not not yet um I know there was a, a few years ago an option with that company I believe yeah they zebra finance yeah, was it they, they was folded. it zebra Am I yeah, thinking it right? but yeah there, there are still companies out there I don't think it's necessarily that the club want don't want to do it it's just each individual business will take a percentage of whatever as like, yeah, it's not. Like, it it as will a, take money away from the club essentially. So, but, but also, you, you've got to, you know, there are ways of, of doing it. Like, for example, everyone knows at the moment I'm unemployed. I can't afford to buy a season ticket outright. I have my season ticket for next season, but I've whacked it on a credit card and know that I can pay it off over X amount of months, which is essentially the same thing yeah. as doing that financing. I want to come back and away from the the the, the off the the pitch sort of things, Alan, because it could impact us on the pitch. We had a phenomenal home form last season, which was due in no small part to the run of games we had at home, sort of, you know, Christmas, New Year time, um, all in, in succession. Having that amount of home fans there week upon week, all right, perhaps only 80% will, will be the average sort of there. So let's let's say, for argument's sake, we might get three and a half plus any t- sales on top per week. We have to turn that to our advantage and make Field Mill even more of a fortress than uh, than what it was. One core stadium, of course. Well, I think it will be. I think uh, you know the the fans have done their bit. It's like Stephen Quinn said. Uh, Stephen Quinn, sorry, said on the I follow interview. You know, he was uh, you know he was amazed about the four thousand and everybody you talk to. You know, it's the most that they've ever had by quite uh, some distance. So I think it's it just bodes well, Craig, because you've got the fans there, or you've got the bums on seats. All the players now have got to do is uh, turn up and play. 
Yeah, that's that's the that's the important thing, and of course the preparations are getting well underway. We'll talk about our pre-season friend later on with with uh, Retford later on in the show. Uh, I want to talk squad shape though, Cam. Um, a lot of fans frustrated on social media um, that we're not seeing the uh, signing incoming tweets and all of that, all of that. But for me, Nigel Clough's business was always going to be short this uh, this close season. We've only brought in two. So far, we're expecting another four before the start of the campaign. But, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, yeah. Um, for those that, that listen, obviously, I was talking to Jason Harrison after the game at Wembley and he said, he was asking me, what what does Mansfield Town need to do next season? And I said, plain and honestly, we don't need to do that much. It's not a case where Mansfield need to make wholesale changes. We need maybe a couple of extra bodies to give us more strength and depth in a couple of positions. But across the board, we're not exactly the, the weakest team in the league. Fair enough, we might be the, one of the older teams in the league. But with with that comes the experience and the players that we have got. Uh, it, it's like... It's a difficult one to judge because... We have obviously quite a few go out, released or whatever and gone back on loan. Obviously, we lost Sturk and Longstaff. But does it necessarily mean that we have to bring in eight, nine, ten players like some teams have done? Because you you look at some clubs and they've just literally got rid of nearly every player and now they're signing every player you can think of. And it's just like, well... Surely that's not a good thing. It takes a lot longer for your team to gel. And I mean, fortunately, if you can put a, a good enough run together post, uh, sort of like around Christmas, post Christmas, you can still get where somewhere, as proved with us last season. But if that's taking you two, three, four, five months to actually get a, a settled team with some sort of stability and fluidity in the team, then you're going to be starting on the back foot. And we've got to start on the back foot already because we're two, three weeks behind everybody else's recruitment purely on the basis of Wembley. Yes, uh, Simon Clough will have been out scouting X amount of players, but you can't, like Nigel said, he said in his post-match, he said at Wembley it was like five or six players, but he didn't know which ones they were going to be because it didn't. it, it was all dependent on which division we're going to be in. There's no point in buying League Two players or bottom end League One players, if you're then going to be in League One next season, so it's inter- it's interesting to 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 strip through this, Clive, because you look at the ones, the players in which we've sort of lost from the back end of last season. Of course, most of them on loan, um, going back to their parent clubs, etc. Uh, we have essentially replaced Jamie Murphy with uh, Hiram Boateng. We've we've replaced. Um, you know, Marek Steck with, with Scott Flinders. We still need another goalkeeper. We all know that that's um, a point. But in some respects, you know, we we lost Farron Rawson because we released him. But we boosted by the fact that we've got Kel Gordon coming back from from, from full fitness. And that's almost like a sign in itself. And I think Nigel Clough may have had that in his mind as well. Yeah, we're in a different position at this, in this summer than we've been in previous summers. We're not sure, desperately short of anybody. I mean, we need three or four um, new new faces. We're halfway to that at the moment. I'm not panicking at all. We will get another keeper from somewhere. There's no question about that. And I don't know whether anything's materialised 
um, from the line that uh, Duff gave us about two lone players from a Premiership club. I mean, we've all been left double guessing about that so far, but that could be a last minute thing anyway. Um, but we, we started with a strong nucleus of players, which makes it different previous years. And even if we recruited nobody this year, we're in a, apart from a keeper, we're in a position to go forward. Yeah, and I think another, another key part of that, Alan, as well is, you know, I mentioned Kel Gordon coming back into the frame there in the defensive positions. Um, you've also got Ollie Clark back available now as well. He's had those extra weeks to get himself fit. He looks, you know, sharp enough from the footage that, that we've seen. He'll be like another new addition. He was getting back into it towards the back end of last season. You know, we don't necessarily need to go out and replace the losses which we felt it, which we've had in Sturk and, and Longstaff because you've got Clark coming back in and players, you know, who can play in similar positions. I, I don't think we're massively, massively sure. No, I don't either, Craig. And I think uh, if they can't find another keeper, you know, I think Owen Mason will step up to the mark. It'll probably be Flinders number two, which is fair comment. But if called upon, I think he'd do a tremendous job. You know, because mm. what I've seen of him and what I've heard of him, as, you know, is, is an excellent prospect. And like you said, with the other players we've got, we've got Clark, we've got uh, Kellen Gordon, we've got various players in various positions. And who's to say that uh, Nigel Clough's not sitting on this news now that maybe they couldn't, he's already got to him that couldn't go to Scotland for whatever reason. I mean, we didn't, we're not, you know, we don't know. I know rumours come out and whatever, but... Uh, they might already be, you know, signed up ready because we'll, we've all heard the, you know, that it's going to be somebody from Forest, whether it is or whether it isn't. We don't know. It's just rumours. Well, we uh, have uh, the traditional pre-season bingo going across at the minute yes. Cam, on our social media um, just for a bit of a, a laugh. And one of those box uh, boxes to see is the word trialist. And, uh, well, the footage which we've seen on uh, iFollow has certainly uh, certainly suggested that, hasn't it? With uh, a nice little uh, ex-Celtic man and uh, a few... Uh, Aberdeen, few... weren't it, as well? Yeah, ex-Celtic, ex-Aberdeen, training with us at also, the moment as well. Can, can we tick this off as a, a ginger dying in the heat? Yes, we can. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> another one off the list. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but let's talk, try, let's talk, um, try but, this. Um... I can't. What's his name? Dylan, Dylan McGee. McGee, McGee. Uh, Dylan Mack. Yeah. Dylan. Dylan. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan Mack. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know what to think of him. I think is he the Aberdeen player? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it might Aberdeen. be just because he was up in Scotland, you know, and he needed to keep fit, and he's had a word with Nigel. Who knows? Well, maybe because who trained with us last season to keep fit? Keogh, wasn't it? Richard Keogh, yeah. yeah. He went to Blackpool. So, um, yeah, it could just be a fitness thing or it could just be a major coincidence that he was up, he's lives, he's living up in Scotland and that's just where we went. Yeah. We don't yeah. know. They could just be, it could, it could be something or nothing. We don't know, but it's the fun of having a trialist. It ticks a box off on the old, uh, the old bingo, which is... Uh, Always well and good. Um, I'll put this question to you because I think we might all have different uh, differences of opinions on this. Before we do, get the uh, picture back up so you can. Uh, what? Uh, what? If you want to play along with preseason bingo, by the way, if you've got no idea what we're talking about, follow us on social media at MTFC Matters Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we've got a number of things to uh, tick off. Just read through. Uh, 
through what they are, what you can spot uh, during pre-season. The result isn't important. That's a, a quote from a player or a manager after a game. Uh, a ginger dying in the heat. That's Stephen Quinn, that's been done, yeah. Uh, Meg nuts. Yeah, some, so that's uh, somebody getting nutmegged on camera either in training or in a game. Uh, great to get minutes in the tank. That's a uh, player's social media after the game. That'll be Saturday, Saturday. after <laughs> Redford. Yeah. Uh, injury to a key player. Yeah, that's that was Nathan's suggestion, thinking about Kel Gordon and Ollie Clark. <laughs> uh, a player looking shattered. Yeah, so we've had plenty of that this week in the training camp in Scotland. <laughs> Centre-back next to Worldy. Always happens. Faz Rolson pre-Wembley. <laughs> yeah. uh, that looks like uh, so-and-so. So that's a social media comment from a fan when they're scrolling through uh, we've already the images, which one. we've had yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a photo of Bobby the dog. Come on, where's the, where's the dog content? That'll be probably Matlock. Yeah, we need the dog content, that. yeah. It's a fluffy sort of way, Darby, isn't it? Uh, a player caught doing a Lapsley. So, George Lapsley, there was an infamous <laughs> image on the first day of training where he's got his hands down his pants, so it's a oh, player okay. caught with hands down the pants. Uh, where's so-and-so comment? Yeah, so there's always we a player. That. Have we had that? We've had I've not that. Seen Someone one. was asking, where's Stephen Quinn? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Even though he was actually there and there was a lot... And there's an interview was, with him which was, was photos and videos. Yeah. Someone still said where's Stephen Quinn. But, um, a questionable signing announcement video. Well, you know, we've already had these. You know, when when's, is it going to be somebody getting off the train? What was it last year? Did we have the, the drone flying in for Danny Johnson and turning around? There's always yeah, a questionable yeah, announcement. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, at least we won't make a sign in in Tesco. Very How true. Pot. Very, very true. Um... Ruin Tesco for me a bit. Actually. On the subject of Johnson, does he did he travel to Scotland? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's pictured. Yeah, he's pictured. Yeah. Uh, player slash staff GoPro diary. Yeah, not had that yet. I'm very disappointed in the Stags media team. I, like, they don't, they I love a, a GoPro, GoPro diary. Stick a GoPro on Yan or TV. Yeah, they they did it. Not a clue. Not a clue what you're talking about. Did it in pre-season? Last year they did it for Ollie Clark. Yeah, and it, the year before that, I think uh, John Dempster had it. When he was gaffer, when he went to Portugal. Janna's uh, had it a few few times. It's always fun. O'Toole gets in a scrap. Bad to have. That's probably happened already. We've just not seen it. <laughs> Fighting over golf, probably. Um, defeat at Matlock. That'll happen Tuesday. Mm, I'm not so sure. but um, Always get beaten on Matlock. It's great fun, though. Um, so we've ticked off. I think we've done three two, or four. One, three officially. But I think we've done... Two. Possible another one. Yeah, we've done two, two more. Uh, the, where's the so and so and the ginger dining in the heat? Um, me and Craig today, ironically. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. We, <laughs> were, we were sat outside before we started the podcast, and wow, I needed some shade early, but I needed some shade. <laughs> right, let's uh, move things on. If you want to play along with uh, preseason bingo, the social media graphic is on Twitter and Facebook. At, we are at MTFC Matters. Um, I'm going to ask the question. I was going to ask them before we went down that that tangent, and that is. In terms of personnel, which we, we have now, are you confident enough with what we've got to kick off the season? Say if you know, we were, it was Salford away on Saturday and the season was to start. With what we've got, are you confident and comfortable with where we are at as a squad? Clive, I'll start with you. Yes. Alan? No. What do we need? An extra keeper, just to be on the safe side. Yeah, I'd agree with Al, to be fair. Yeah, I think I think we're too short, and then I'd be happy. We definitely need a keeper, Striker. um, somebody 
around 22-23 to sort of buffer that gap. So you've got Flinders top a bit of an experienced a keeper that's had a couple of years under his belt, and I know he makes a sort of scrapping, potentially him to go out on loan, and then you've got the younger lad, Louis Turner, as, as, yeah, as the third. With I mean, Mason, yes, he's gained game time elsewhere, but his game time is with the... Oh, the Republic of Ireland on the 19s and then Kettering last season. Is it Kettering or Gainsborough? I thought you went Gainsborough. Oh, Ga- no, Geisley, Geisley, sorry. Geisley. Geisley. If you're a Mansfield youth player, you either go to Geisley or you go to Kettering. Or Boston next year. Or Boston, yeah. Boston. I, I personally think we should give Mason a try. A try. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, think he's, I he's just don't know most... whether... Because he put in some good performance at Geisley, but then there was other games where they got tonked. Yeah, I think... They we, did get relegated I last just season, think Geisley, a, by the way. We need a buffer. Somebody who's, like I say, 22-23, maybe has been in an academy higher up um, and played, you know, half a season there, half a season here. Um, just just yeah. to sort of... There's, just so there's not a, a direct gap. Like I say, so I'm not saying the, that Owen Mason isn't good enough. It's just the fact that he needs another another six months out on loan. If he if uh, we get uh, another uh, keeper and send him at a national league level, Can't we get another more. keeper, send him out for six months. He'll come in in January, absolutely ready to 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 really find. I mean, there's, there's two clubs down the road that we could send him to. <laughs> Enjoy the pit of misery. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the other one for me is a, a striker. Uh, we need somebody that can come in and get us, you know, 10, 15 goals just to add to it and just add a little bit James of Wilson. Fly, fly, you know, fire to the, the pit. Um, Nathan <laughs> in the comments says, keeper and a striker. Roy says, do we actually know that the Bishop ship has sailed, not heard anything? Well, the last time all but we, we heard, all but nailed on, Clough said that the door is not closed from a Mansfield or a Nathan Bishop perspective but it is pretty firmly shut from a Manchester United perspective and they'll be the ones that trigger a release of him. So I would probably say that the door nope. is closing. <laughs> we need to stop. We have this horrible thing, don't we, Al, of falling in love with lone players. We've got to move on. We've got to yeah. move on. Yeah, uh, bring back yeah I'd agree with that. I'd agree wholeheartedly. But there's there's two players, you know, all the rumours and whatever, that the uh, Tom... Chap from Crawley, Tom Nichols, Nicholas, and Nicholas also Nicholas the Christy Pym. It's gone very quiet on those two, and they were being yeah. shouted about quite, you know, quite a lot. Pym's they've the gone very quiet just lately. Barry Fry wants big money, though, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, the ones that we we know about are definitely Pym and um, it's the lad from Crawley, isn't it? No, Nichols. Um, yeah. Yeah, but no, um, no, Pim and Stirk. Oh, the yeah, only no, ones yeah. that we've actually heard from a credible source or from the horse's mouth. Yeah, the Stirk yeah. one. I don't, it would depend now on what Birmingham want to do with their. Well, Birmingham are in absolute manager. freefall. Yeah, but they they want big money. They want more money than what Mansfield are willing to pay for. Yeah. Stirk, so there you go. Well, let's turn from one inexperienced midfielder to an experienced one. Uh, that is the man who's been dying in the sun. Stephen Quinn signed a new one-year deal. He was always going to sign a new year deal, although it did make us sweat a little bit as he went on an <laughs> extended uh, holiday. Early this week, I followed Stags caught up with the uh, the ginger legend and asked him all about getting over last season and putting pen to paper on his new one-year deal at the club. Here he is. 
a long off season but um, nice to see the lads again and uh, yeah we're all buzzing again football moves fast um, you can't dwell on that what's happened I mean I've lost I think that was my fifth playoff final I've lost now which it's a sickener really but um, you've got to get on with Time, times move football moves fast um, and for me just looking at the season ticket sales you know bypassing 4,000 the atmosphere we had around the club last year I, I, I just think it's a uh, it's something we can just build on. It just kind of takes off from last season, really, you know, the buzz around the place. From that time when we were struggling, just, just when we needed the fans to get behind us, uh, it was it was an unreal like uh, run-in, to be honest with you. Um, you could sense the atmosphere between the players, you know, the staff, the fans, that connection. If you're going to do anything in the game, that that's what you need. They're a massive part of it. And, you know, I've really loved my time here so far. And, you know, I was really happy to sign again and continue the progress of the club. I don't think it was ever in doubt, you know, once the manager wanted to keep me. Um, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to finish on last season's Wembley defeat. Um, I just thought, you know, with the uh, the structure of this club in place, the players that are here, another year under their belts for, you know, a bit more experience, maybe we'll add to the to the, to the the squad again. And I'm really looking forward to this, to a strong season this season. You know, the style of play, the manager, the fans, the fans were ecstatic. My family love it here. They love coming to the game, my, my sons. And yeah, the love of the game, really. Um, the lads are... That's a top class, you know. You couldn't you couldn't meet a, a more down to earth, grounded bunch um, who were absolutely devastated, obviously, with last season. But you know that's an experience for them. You know I've had some of those experiences, so that thickens the skin. So it was more more or less everything as a, as a whole. I know there was other clubs knocking, but you know it was never in doubt that I was not going to sign here. I just want to kick on. I want to get this club to League One. It's it's something I have a, like a burning desire for. I, I don't know what it is. And yeah, I'm getting older, but I've just I feel like a kid, and I, I really want to get this club. Oh yeah, you know, up the divisions. The passion that Stephen Quinn shows there in in that interview, the burning desire, burning desire to go and win, go and win the league, um, is absolutely phenomenal. You can watch more of that and more behind the scenes content on mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow. Great interview, about seven, eight minutes worth with uh, Stephen Quinn um, on there. You know, when you were listening to that, Alan, and when you've listened to, to the full interview, like we said, his passion is unquestionable about getting Mansfield, you know, through the door. And, and no doubt that will have added, you know, a, a, another couple of uh, season ticket sales as well, just by listening to him. I would have thought so, yeah. And it was just, it was nice listening to him being honest as well, because he said towards the end of his interview, I don't know, I, I assume you've heard it yourself, Craig. Yeah. He said towards the end about he didn't know whether Nigel would play him, you like 60, 75 minutes, whatever he says, but whatever he wants me to play, I will be there because I would like to play every game. And for a 36 year old, you know, similar to Perchie, it's quality, I think. You know, he's proper professional. And he's got Mansfield that, you know, loves Mansfield through and through. Certainly another contender for Mr Mansfield Town, Clive. Yes, and I'm pretty sure that I'm right in my assertion that he won't, again, this season, replicate the six-match ban. No, you'd like to think that. Let's hope not. That's certainly... I think that was a unique one, and we don't want to see it again anyway. But at the same time, you don't want to take the passion out of his game because... He is a passionate player, and that sometimes comes over as an illegal action, um, and gets he gets penalised for it. We have to live with that. Yeah, we certainly do, but I'm sure that he'll uh, use that to drive him on uh, this season uh, as well. Um, let's uh, turn our attentions elsewhere, then, uh, Alan, to uh, you know actual game time. 
First one, Retford United on Saturday afternoon. Uh, looking forward to that one. It's always a, tr- uh, a one which we seem to have on the pre-season fixture calendar hmm, in uh, recent years for obvious reasons. But it uh, be nice to uh, get some minutes under the belt, won't it, and, uh, and see them back in action. I think it'll, uh, it's uh, somebody else said on social media as well that they didn't know whether the first team would be playing. But I think he'll just take a full squad and I think they'll probably all get 45 minutes. You know, because it's just a nice, easy, you know, like, did they win by nine something last year? I think yeah, it was nine. nine something. I think it yeah. was, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't it, it's not the score that matters, it's the it's the minutes under the belt, you know, you know, to tick another Does one off from the bingo. Hey, you've got yeah. to line all of your own, Alan. Does that count on the bingo? Al said it. <laughs> Alan Wilson bingo. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't mean this in a, in a condescending or whatever way. Have we even got enough kids to field at like a Mansfield Town 11? I know we do, but I'm just thinking like of, of those that play those sort of fixtures, they've all either, a couple of them have transitioned to the first team, Jason Law, but then most of them have left or they're out on loan somewhere. Yeah, be, so have we one. got enough of the players or... well, don't, need, don't need to worry about that because the first team will be at Retford on well, yeah. Saturday are they going to be there regardless like first yeah, the first team play. will play at Retford on Saturday 100% I I will like I've got no monetary value <laughs> right I tell you, no here's what we'll do I am so confident that the first team will play at Retford on Saturday that if they do not play at Retford on Saturday I will allow you to present the next episode of the Mansfield Matters podcast. I won't even bother turning up for it. I'll just hand it all to you. I'm that confident. That <laughs> That's very brave. I just think it's awfully strange that we've gone to Scotland and not actually played any games. Yeah. Northampton have been at St Andrews as well, using the same gym, using the same pitches, using the same beach. But they managed to get at least one game in. I think they played St Mirren. Not last night before, whatever it was, but they also went up earlier than what we did. did. They go up earlier than us. Yeah, they've they had two, they've had two and a half weeks more close uh, season than we've yeah. had for reasons that <laughs> we inflicted on them. Correct. So I, I think uh, I think the, yeah. the club's done the right thing. They've used Scotland as a, a team building and a and a physique building uh, exercise. The, the the match time they get over the next week or so will be. Uh, all that's required to, to sharpen them up on the field. So I think Craig is absolutely on safe ground. There will be a very strong representative said, it was first, no first team playing on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, the, the Portugal was out of the question. Um, it was, I don't think that was ever going to be on, on the cards as soon as it looked like we were in a promotion challenge. I think I don't think it was on the cards. Scotland's the right place to go because it's close enough to you know to 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 be. A worthwhile trip. We can, we'll make the tri- we made the trip up there on Monday. The only thing surprising thing for me was that we made the trip up there after a training session. We and they all went on the coach. I was expecting the coach to drive them to the airport, jump on a plane, and 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 fly. Now up there, that's but... not very economically friendly. Who cares about environmentally friendly and care. whatever? It's less than the legs, but they didn't. <laughs> they went up on the the coach, and uh, you know I think they'll probably do the same. I think they will travel probably travel back Friday and then, you know, early Friday, up, do a gym session, straight on the coach, travel back, you know, they'll be back home for five, six o'clock, traffic pending, up you go and, and ready for, for the next day. It's not been, Alan, a pre-season camp, which is a jolly. Yes, Jordan Bowery has taken the golf clubs um, and they've had uh, a couple of rounds of golf whilst they've been out there. But as, we, so as, we've, 
we've seen, it's been essentially three sessions a day. Gym, football, beach session, all about team bonding, all about building that physicality up. And it's not like we're even starting from scratch because we, we have had such a narrow gap. It's almost just like a, a charge of the batteries. Well, I think it, most of them, even Quinny said the same, didn't he? Although he'd had uh, a few more days away than the others. I think he said the same. He'd been keeping himself relatively fit because, like you say, it's only been about a month. So, you know, it's not, not, a, lot, not, not a lot of time to, uh, you know, rest on your laurels, is it? Because I'm sure your research, your Jordan Barrys and people like that have been doing their own thing anyway, in between. Because they all look pretty sharp, and I've, I must admit, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching the I follow, uh, you know, programs that they've put on. There yeah. is another thing as well. We we don't have to bed in as many new players this year, hmm. so they ought to be much closer to uh, that level of coordinated play than they would have been if we'd been recruiting six or seven players in the summer. No, I, I think you're absolutely spot on. And do you know what? That is, whilst people are, are a little bit frustrated with that, Clive, I, I, I actually think that's a good thing because we're not starting again. It doesn't feel like we're starting again. Yes, we've got a whole new set of fixtures. Yes, everybody's on level points. All the stats get wiped off. But for me, it just feels like we've had that bump in the road. We just go again and go again. And we just build on what, what we've got. And I think that's a, a real, real positive of... Uh, uh, that gives us a real, real positive going into the new campaign. Yeah, the two things, they've not had the time to get unfit and there's not the need to blood too many players. I think the goalkeeper relationship with the back four is important. Now, I'm, I'm guessing they'll have done a lot of work on that. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, the units have stayed intact. Um, and we've got, we, we know we've got a hole at the front which we could do with Philly and we know we need a, a second keeper. But other than that, I'm not unduly worried. No, I think you get these games under our belt. What I think will happen over the next two pre-season games, Matlock and, uh, of course, Repton on Saturday, every first-team player will get at least 60 minutes worth of football, if not 90, by playing two lots of 45 or whichever way Nigel Clough decides to do it. And then the real test will be you know, the Rotherham game and then the Oldham game. And, of course, they've got Sheffield United behind closed doors as well. People are saying it's not enough games. It's not this. It's not that. We don't need them. We don't need plenty, them. plenty of games. Yeah, we don't need to to have the games to try out different systems. We don't need the, the games for fitness. We just need them to keep the energy ticking over and uh, to get the momentum back, and and then we're ready to to go again. So, you know, Salford. You know, we'll talk about it more towards the time. But they've had a new manager. They've brought a, a new new squad together. It is new for them, but for us, we're at a different stage and. For the first time, that's what fills me with genuine excitement going into uh, this campaign. Uh, we are running slightly out of time, so we are going to end on uh, this little one. Um, Roy says, 24 teams in this division. Where do you think we will finish? I think just inside the playoffs, about seventh. We'll readjust this you know, before the first game of the season. We'll all write down our predictions and things like that as well. But bearing in mind what I've just said about it being a continuation, for me, we will push on. And the hurt and the annoyance and the anger towards how it finished last season will push us on to a top three spot. Alan Wilson. I would I would you beat me to it. I would say top three, or I would hope top three. Definitely playoffs, but I would hope top three. Clive? If we have a good August, automatic promotion. Cam. Automatic promotion because balls to the playoffs again. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I don't want to do <laughs> Wembley again. As much as Wembley's great, it sucks. <laughs> it certainly does. Uh, Especially but, when you want to sit there and watch all the celebrations after everybody else is booing off. Yeah, I'd almost forgotten all about that. There you go. Um, that's almost all we've got time for tonight. If this is the first time watching or listening to the Mansfield Matters podcast, welcome. Where have you if, been? If, yeah, where have you been? This is Series 6, man. Series 6. Uh, if you're a regular listener, welcome back. And um, How does the podcast work? Well, this is how it's going to pan out for the next season. We'll do a podcast every single week, um, mainly during the week, either on a Wednesday or a Thursday, roughly about 7.30. There's four of us on tonight-ish. There are usually five of us. We are looking for new people as well. So if you want to join us, drop us a DM on Twitter or on uh, Facebook, and we'll see if you you fit the groove. You've basically got to like Nando's and not, Clive, give away the fact that we get discount. Still on a yellow card offence for that. <laughs> he's not saying a word. Just, I reckon that's worth know, a three Nando suspension. Three at least. Nando's bad. Three Nando's bad. <laughs> well, if you're going to punish me, make it a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Uh, so yeah, we do a weekly podcast, always live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, and when we've got a game in midweek, we will do a get uh, a show on the Sunday as well, aka the Sunday sermon. Not sure if we'll call it that or not this year. We'll wait and see. Uh, We'll wait and see what happens. Um, to answer other people's questions, I can't say yet. Um, and that's that. And that's almost all we've got time for. Thanks so much for getting involved. If you want to uh, follow us on social media and you don't already, at MTFC Matters is the place to be on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, and that's about it. And yeah, you can get us on YouTube as well. Some extra content on there. Loads of episodes to listen to on the podcast feeds and videos to watch. So if you've got nothing better to do, go back and have a little look at them. We'll see you at the same time next week. We'll be reflecting on all things pre-season friendlies. Until then, have a very good weekend indeed. Football's back on Saturday and I can't wait for kickoff. Well, that's all we've got time for. My thanks, as ever, to Cam Felton, to Nathan Edge, to Clive Parkin, and to the dog-bitten Alan Wilson. Get well soon, my friend. And, of course, to you guys listening, watching at home as well. It's great to have you back. It's great to be back for another series. It's just such a shame that this has to be Series 6 of the podcast and Series 6 in Skybet League 2. Hopefully this one can be the long-awaited promotion season that we've been waiting for. Make sure you stay tuned to all our social media at MCFC Matters on Facebook and on Twitter for all the great content coming your way over the course of the next nine months or so as this roller coaster of a football season begins to find its groove. We'll be back with you at the same time next week as we recap the pre-season friendlies at Retford and at Matlock as we take a look at how things are actually shaping up on the pitch, never mind the stats and the figures off of the pitch. As always, this is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. Good night. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.